because I'm in Melbourne for a few days and that's what you do in Melbourne. Yeah, it's true. a daily talk show, everyone. Uh, Ryan John's with us. Our second official guest. And well, Can I just add that I was walking past your studio like 10 minutes ago and now here we are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, said, come, come say hi. And then I called Josh, who was coming here to do a uh, podcast, and I said, let's get Ryan on the podcast. And then Ryan walked in and said, we're doing a podcast. And now we're here. <laughs> and I just uh, started recording mid-crispy uh, egg chat because I thought that was I start I normally ask the question what did you what did you have for breakfast as a way of a sound check a sound check now I actually yeah. feel embarrassed that that's on the record no but I just I sound like a wanker I, eating my crispy eggs no I just got the end end of it because I was like this is you too always good. get the end of it it's <laughs> fucking great I, I just I'm just pulling this thing up I've seen Ryan's put his keys in his wallet and then he had a um, channel 7 pass where have you been I've come from Channel 7. What's going on on Channel 7? Sorry. I did the um, the daily edition, the 2 o'clock. It's like, the, you know how it goes from sunrise into like the after sunrise morning show, but still sort of sunrise, yeah, but it's yeah, not, yeah. and then they have another afternoon one. You're doing all the dailies today. You've gone yeah. from... <laughs> this is probably your biggest appearance, though, in terms of... Um, uh, audience base We're yeah. probably getting What Channel 7's Daily edition's getting Right yeah, They said Absolutely. Do you want to do An extra segment On the daily edition On 7 And I said No i got to do The daily talk show yeah. On Apple Podcasts That's it So you've come from uh, WA what's your, what's your deal What do you For people who don't know Who is Ryan John What's the What's the spiel Are we is, it, is this like a Melbourne podcast Or are well, we just I don't know. everywhere we've got, we've got so many listeners In Japan Like right. literally have downloaded two, 260 downloads In Japan So yeah. Speak directly to your Japanese audience if you've got one. Odeska. Oh, you fucking know some Japanese. That means, well, excuse me, ma'am, can I please go to the toilet? Uh, because I did uh, Japanese in primary school. And if I said that, she'd be like, oh, very good. And then I'd just leave and never come back. There you go. Did that uh, most classes. So, yes, it is global. Uh, yeah. Big in, <laughs> big in uh, the east coast of the US as well. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, I've got some Facebook followers there. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm, I live in Perth, back in Melbourne to see mum and dad. And because uh, I got a week off work, so going to the AFL, uh, eating crispy eggs, doing all the things you do when you're in Melbourne. Yeah. He's um, he's being you know modest in his um, explanation of what he does. What you oh, can I do it for you? Yeah, yeah. Do, so do pump up. how long have we known each other, Ryan? Ooh, four years, maybe. So we yeah. did breakfast radio not together, but on the same network when we were um, whippersnappers, and I was in Shepparton. You were Bunbury, maybe. Yeah, Maybe before Toowoomba? that you were in Toowoomba, yeah. so we had to travel hours away, and Ryan's done them all, and now he's on the the what is it? Um, well, they call it Metro. Uh, metro. You're officially yeah. in the uh, well, Metro you, market. You guys have worked in radio. I think, like, I have to explain to like non-radio people. I say like, there's a an invisible line between Metro and not Metro, mm-hmm. and going from Canberra. Canberra is like one of the biggest not metros to Perth, which is a smaller metro, but you yeah. still cross that invisible line, which yeah. for a lot of regional folks like us, it's like, ooh, yeah. the holy grail. Is Newcastle, is that still regional? Is that yeah. kind of as regional? Okay, Newcastle, sure. Gold Coast, Canberra is sort of the bigger non-metros, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And so Ryan's made it. He's now in Perth. He's a full he's metrosexual. <laughs> the, official, the official title. He's got oh, some, full metro. He's got full some metro. fucking great hair and a good beard. Yeah. Thank you. That's um, as metro as it gets. But then we, I helped you out with for, for a video that you were making, um, which was, uh, I feel like you've probably just been banging on about this on the daily edition of the uh, no, that's Channel right. 7. So 
Tell us quickly what the video is that we made and that went fucking bananas and it had nothing to do with me. I press record. Oh, you made it. No, you edited it. Take all the credit you want. So basically, this, where we're sitting right now, <laughs> where we're sitting right now, I came in here, it would have been about Christmas a few years ago yeah. and we went and had a coffee and I said, oh, Tom, I think I want to do this video about uh, I've never met my birth mother and a bit of a message to my birth mother. What do you think? And Tom said, let me do this. It'll be a great idea. And let me take all the credit. And I said, deal. Um, so you we- haven't seen a fucking cent. <laughs> yeah. You got paid for that, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so actually I did. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably not as much as I have from it, but yeah, still yeah, a pretty yeah, good yeah, deal. Yeah. I meant uh, your money. <laughs> um, but so yeah, we made this Mother's Day video sort of saying, oh, I've never met my biological mum. This is why Mother's Day is a, a bit weird for me. Um, we filmed it. The video that went nuts was like a three-minute video, but probably only took us, what, seven, ten minutes to shoot? Yeah. We kind of just did it. And uh, then we interviewed my, who I call mum, but it's my adoptive mum, and uh, it just became a whole story. I just thought friends might have thought it's interesting, Mm. but I didn't realise that uh, most people you meet know someone who's adopted. Oh, yeah, Yeah. my sister, or, oh, yeah, my cousin, or, yeah, my girlfriend, her sister. Or you joke about it to your brother. That is, yeah. is, is that do you find that offensive like my bro- I think my brother was like you're adopted and yeah. was that is that offensive <laughs> no it's not I don't, I'm not offended because I, I say imagine that, you being because I say the opposite so when my mum does something <laughs> stupid I go <laughs> you can tell I'm adopted because you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that yeah I guess some people would probably find it offensive but that yeah. got how many views on Facebook alone uh, Facebook about between four and five hundred million what yeah Fuck, I didn't see that. Yeah, because by the time... Where the fuck's my money? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, four to five... Wait, four to five hundred million? Yes. Have you said that right? Four to five hundred million? I know, that's what I said. What? So once the the uni lads and the lad Bibles of the world get a hold of it, like, see you later, it's gone. And the thing, the difference between YouTube and Facebook is... Because everyone goes, oh, you must have made heaps. And I was like, zero dollars, zero cents. Yeah, yeah, Facebook, yeah, yeah. you get nothing. If it had 400 million on YouTube, see you guys later. Yeah. We're going to the Bahamas. Gang, <laughs> but, um, Gangnam star. Yeah. But, so did you at least uh, find your mum after all of it? No. So what was the... <laughs> so uh, t- tell everyone, what was the... What was, what happened? Let's jump to the uh, end. That made it sound really like fucking, depressing. But well, something came of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, t- yeah, in, so most of the things that happened in the comments were people saying you got to do an ancestry DNA test. Yeah. Everyone's like, you got to try this thing. And I was like, oh, you, you see the ads, but I don't really know what it was. Yeah. And so I did it and I thought being adopted, you have like a blank canvas. So even mm. if I find out, oh, you're 60% Irish and I've got a bit of a ginger beard. So I'm like, maybe I'm Scottish or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I thought even that might be interesting. Yeah. So I did it and I find out, yep, 60% Irish, bit of Scottish, bit of Italian and whatever. How good's this? Did you spit into a tube? Was yep. it, yeah, spit into a little thing and you yeah. send it off to Ancestry. And then mm-hmm. this lady who runs this TV show, um, it's like I think it's called like Finding My Roots. You know, like it's like, oh, today we're hanging out with this rapper and we're going to find out that his great-grandpa was in Africa and some bullshit. Oh, it's not, we're hanging out with this rapper and we're going to find out how many roots he's had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it not is Tommy's new show. Yeah, it is indirectly related. <laughs> yeah. But then, so she messaged... First we're going to Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> Finding my roots, Shepherdin edition. Um, and then the lady goes, Oh, if you let me log into your ancestry page, I'll just, you know, I'll snoop around, see if I can't find something. And then she sends me a text two months later going, Oh, yeah, I found your biological dad. Crazy. Just like that. And I was like, Oh my God, can I call you back? And she's like, It's actually a bit late in America. How about next Tuesday? And I was like, Are you joking? How can I not call you? And so the next day I called and she explained, Yep, found him in London. Um, he was an American guy backpacking. Um, here's his address. If you want to write him a letter, you know, you do what you got to do. So, what was her process of finding that info? So she logs in and finds like a fourth or fifth 
cousin, aunt, something, like a mm. really distant relative. And then she just builds out the family trees. And it turns out my great-grandma was one of 11 siblings. Wow. And the one who's my great-grandma is the youngest. So she had to go like, build family tree, down and no, no, 11 times. So did she have to ask them? Would she reach out to people? I honestly don't know. Yeah. She but just said that it took months. It was a needle, a genuine needle in a haystack. She just knows that she finally found it yeah. through and, and there it was. Because I've got the, t- I did the 23 and Me yep. one like years and years ago. Yeah. I think it was like 2011. And I've got a hundred, I think, mess, unread messages of like relatives. That could be your brothers and sisters, bro. Yeah, it Imagine could be. That. Well, your mum's one of how many? 11 kids. So your family would go far. Yeah. One of 11? Yeah. Are you is my it? uncle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be. Could be. So this is why we brought you here. So you, yeah. found, you found your dad. Yep. And I remember you telling me, calling me and telling me this. You're like the second or third person I called. Thank you. Yep. Um, and I did then offer to fly to London and then rescind that offer. Rescind, yeah, yeah, rescind, yeah. What? No, but I think because you were like, okay, well, if I've documented it this far, I may as well document it. And I said to you, just do it in the way that feels the best to you, because you like you don't. As you, you've never wanted to make this feel like you're trying to fucking f- milk it for what it's got, right? Yeah. Because it's actually something that's pretty close to you. It's ser- it's pretty serious yeah. for you. However, right? if you can leverage it, why not? Yeah, and get five hundred yeah. million. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> five hundred million. Yes. Well, without uh, pissing in your pocket, Tommy, I did was like, oh, Tommy knows how to tell a story, mm. and I and you were the one of the guys that said, oh, as soon as you let a TV company. 10 or 10, 60 minutes, give you some money. It's it's their story now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can say, oh, can you edit it this way? And they might or they might mm-hmm. not. Or And it just looks like any other story on the show. Whereas you go, if you just film as much as you can, at least you've got the choice to tell your own mm-hmm. story your yeah. way and you still own your story. Yeah. And, um, and I just, it felt weird. Like I took some snippets on my phone, but it felt weird to turn up on someone's doorstep with a film crew. Yeah, of I was course. Like, oh, this Especially because Tommy would have brought an O bike. Yeah. <laughs> shoot as well. O bikes in London. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, we'll do this. Yeah, and with his O bike T-shirt, yeah. uh, saying buy here. But uh, this is really lame because Matthew McConaughey has made a lot of terrible movies. But I kept having flashbacks to like Ed TV. You know, he's like that original. Nah. I don't watch movies, so I can't relate. But please t- tell us. You more. don't watch movies. No, yeah, she doesn't. I know about it. when you said. Ed, Can we swap the topic Ed of this TV? and just focus on that? We could. Oh, mate, I bring up every time he hasn't seen the Matrix. How the Fuck, have you oh, never seen The, the Matrix? The Matrix is pretty awful though. No, but you, if you haven't seen The Matrix, you're fucked. Anyway, <laughs> let's... So Ed TV is Matt McConaughey. He's the main character in this movie and it's sort of a movie about this guy who... Essentially, it's like the first reality show. Yeah. Someone goes, oh, why don't we just film this guy 24-7 and see what happens? And and as... Was like, it based on... Because there's that... Is it Josh 2.0? There's that dude in New York who set up heaps of cameras, I think, in the early 2000s, which I end up... I think... Anyway... No, you clearly don't. No, you no guys idea. Aren't, I aren't think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, there was a there was a documentary. I think it was called Josh 2.0, where literally the guy it was pre it was actually pre Big Brother. So it would have do been. You even, late hang on, 90s. Do you know who Matthew McConaughey is? He's the one without the shirt. Yeah, he's yeah. always got yeah, the. No, that's but a he's pretty a, accurate he's, description. He's now like a seasoned actor. He's a yeah. fucking amazing Oscar winner. actor. Yeah, actor. Oscar winner. Yeah, Bree was out. a fan. Um, so anyway, so he so you felt like you were. Um, in that film well no oh, I just it felt I, like I, it I saw the been. bad side of that film yeah. and I just went because oh, it ends with all these cameras following him around and it's a personal moment and I just went that's not for me thanks I think mm. I'd, I don't really want that because like you were saying Tommy like mm. it is a great story and I want to tell it to people because I think it's a great story to share but also it's not I don't want the hype and the, the people and the mm-hmm. I don't know when someone's watching you meet a, a family member the first time you kind of like 
just very conscious that there'd be cameras there. I'd yeah. rather just be in that moment, I guess. So, uh, what was that experience like? So, you went to London? Went to London, mm-hmm. um, flew over and we spoke on the phone once for about an hour and there's lots of emails back and forth mm-hmm. and it was when we met in person, it was actually very underwhelming and I mean that in the nicest way possible because mm. it would have just looked like two guys catching up for a coffee. Like yeah. if you had seen us in the cafe, you'd be like, oh yeah, just two other guys. Could we just hugged and it was more of a, how crazy is this? Yeah. Because yeah. What was had, his he, vibe on the whole thing? Well, he had no idea I existed. So he was just like, and it was seriously like a celebration, like how cool is this? And I yeah. think it'd be different if I met my birth mother because, you know, she had been in her stomach for yeah, nine went months a bit more and pain. she had to make the decisions and she wouldn't yeah. have known this whole time. So it'd be a bit more emotional. And I feel like she did a lot for me. Like she gave me this great life where he literally was just traveling and hooked up with a chick one time. So yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. just, it was just, um, Tommy and- looks slightly, <laughs> he's like, fuck, really? That's how it happens. Yeah. So hang on. You yeah. dropped him a, a letter or something. I wrote him a letter cause he doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. And I just thought I, I found so his wife and his kids got Facebook and I just thought, oh, I can't go through the kids or the wife because he could have already been married. Mm. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know. Sure. I don't know the story. So um, you, yeah. So you were sort of giving your biological dad a bit of fucking love being like, bro, I've got your back. I'm going to go yeah. around direct. Don't <laughs> yeah, want to fucking yeah, upset yeah. the missus. Well, yeah, sort of. But because <laughs> you don't know the story yeah. and you don't want to like ruin his family. Like it's... So I kind of was just very like he had to sign for it in the registered post and whatever. It turns out that registered post in London means nothing because he wasn't home and they just gave it to the neighbor. Really? Oh, yeah. Fuck. And then the neighbor lost it. Fuck. And then he went over like a week later and they're like, oh, is there a letter for me? And they're like, oh, yeah, I can't Shit. really remember. And then I had a few beers the next day and one of the kids was like, oh, what's this? And that was the letter. So it almost didn't arrive. Fuck. I mean, there's the video. Yeah. <laughs> the, the letter on the counter, just so much action yeah. going around it. No one's touching yeah. it. But writing the letter was the hardest bit because, well, Josh, how would you how would you start that letter? What do you write? What's your um, opening line? Yeah, good question. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, hey. Yeah. It's a daily talk show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would um, you would want to give it like it's this desire to give as much context as possible, isn't mm. it? It's like, uh, yeah, so how did you, what was the opening line? Oh, I can't remember. Can, well, hang on. Now I'm going to be selfish and say what I think. Like maybe... Um, it depends do you go for dramatic effect well that was the thing I was like I, I don't want to come on too strong but I also want to give enough context so it doesn't look scammy what about like people I get letters yeah, like this right? going oh I'm your long lost son I work in a Nigerian bank yeah, I um, keep getting them and it's fucking annoying yeah. stop like stop <laughs> trying to scam me yeah hi so I think I would write like say if his name was Simon yep I'd say hi Simon I think that you are my dad too, too strong, bro. Too strong. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> strong. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was like, my name is Ryan. I was born on the 28th of June, 1987. Oh, I know from then. That's fucked. Anyone sends that and says that. And I said, oh, and this I. This is happening. I, th- I think we may have. A connection or we might be related oh that's soft and i, and I said soft. Well, I, didn't, I didn't say the word father the whole thing i said my birth mother's name is julie and uh i believe that uh you guys met each other a few times wow. when you were traveling through melbourne and he said it was the birth date where he literally calculated you know that minus nine months equals about here yep i was in that window oh, yeah no, i remember that yeah. girl maybe this is real yeah, yeah you yeah. played it a lot cooler than i did i know but I, I, it took me a week to think about it because i originally in my mind, my whole life, when I kind of thought what this might be like, I always just assumed I would just knock on the door and say hi. Yeah. And yeah. then everyone's like, 
you can't do that. Yeah, That's yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, nah, that was a good approach. You probably took the best approach. Yeah, well, it's like the opposite of Star Wars. When you know, in Star Wars, it's I haven't like, seen Star oh, Wars. Sorry, any say, movie yeah. related. Okay, so in Star Wars, there's a fa- also a spoiler alert. There's oh, a famous yeah. scene where they go, "I Luke, am your father." I am your father. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, I haven't seen Star Wars either, but I still okay. know that line. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then, but I thought, do I do the opposite? And it's like, hello. You are my father. <laughs> I feel like um, novelty like Star Wars card that yeah, exactly. has a voice recording. Yeah, that respect. Um, no, so, well, you could have done a little video to him, but maybe too strong. I well, like the again, idea. He didn't have Facebook, so I sent a physical piece of paper to a home address. Did yeah. you send him a photo of yourself? No, but I no. said here's my like Facebook account. And here's yeah. a video of. It's so, blown up. It's blown up. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Stories big. He, okay, here's one of the creepy things. There's so many. So. Uh, he has two sons, thus my half brothers. Yeah, and one of the half brothers' girlfriends. They like live together. They've been together for years. She was already a fan of the Facebook page and had watched the videos. Watched the videos, oh, not knowing. And that's the brother that what? looks really like me. So she fuck was watching off. this guy going, "Oh, what a great story in Australia!" And like whatever, not knowing that the person oh that she God. lives with—that's their brother. Fuck. What What was going through your mind throughout this whole? Like, actually, your whole life. Yep. What do you think about like what? How much of a, how much is it on your mind? How much is it part of your identity? Uh, well, it definitely wasn't part of like identity until mm-hmm. like now I go and talk on podcasts and TV about it. Sure, <laughs> so yeah. till recently, but it's just on Mother's Day, birthday, Christmas. It's always like oh, you know, I wonder what what they're doing. You yeah, know, I wonder, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, would they be having the same? Would they? Like surely Mother's Day would come around and the birth mum would be like, oh, mm. like I wonder what he's up to and how he is. So it's always just sort of there. But the main thing for me was that probably six months before I spoke with Tommy um, and said, oh, we might make this video, uh, I was sick and like it was nothing bad. But there's only so many times a doctor goes, oh, do you have any history of this? And you go, I don't know. Yeah. Um, before you start getting a bit curious. And then like again, you get asked that question over and over and they go, usually it's like, it'll be totally fine as long as you don't have this in your family. Yeah, you don't have yeah. that, do you? And you go, fuck, maybe I do. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. And what did... Uh, so you get curious, yeah. Where, where did it end uh, with your mum or where is it at at the moment? Like a biological... Well, here, this could be an ex- a scoop for the daily talk show. Well, this is big. We'll get this one out today. Yeah. Go on. All right. So what time are we recording this? What's like 3 o'clock? Uh, it's 3.33 p.m. In Melbourne. In Melbourne. Tomorrow morning at 8.15, I'm going in to birth, deaths and marriages... Victoria because they're all state-based departments mm-hmm. and I was born in Victoria and I'm getting my original birth certificate which will have my birth mum's full name yes. which I don't know at this stage. Wait, so your your biological dad didn't even know her full name? No. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, it's a fun night. He, uh, yeah, so he they were together just that one time and yeah. here I am. Yeah. Um, and he said that he He's was... like, I just called her Big Titty Karen. <laughs> 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 yeah, he knew her first name yeah. and because she was like the, a manager at some place and he was just doing casual cash jobs as you do when you're mm-hmm. traveling or whatever. But yeah, like even when he knew the first name, he was he was yeah. kind of sheepish, but I was like, hey, I know Tommy Jacket. I know what it's like for guys to travel and get it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. How's this standard. become a thing about me? No, yeah. it's, it's good fun. Painting me as a sick Yeah, but he... Well, you'd ask yourself in <laughs> Shepard in that question. Um, but... Yeah, so he just knew her first name and just remembered her like... But yeah. again, it wouldn't be any different to other people. Like think of someone you met 30 years ago when you were traveling. You're like, oh, I remember that guy. Sure. He was nice. Yeah. Um, but so tomorrow, get a, a first name, last name, address it will, it will and all the, the paperwork and it stuff. It will say the um, hospital. Do you know what hospital you were born at? It just says on my passport, 
This is real weird. So you know how it's like which yeah. city you're from? Yeah. It says Mooney Ponds. Yeah. So you yeah. So mine's is Clayton because it says where were you born? Yeah. yeah. And Clayton was. And where so mine's I, Mooney Ponds, and that's literally all I know because that's on my. Oh passport. wait, so she's from Melbourne. Yeah, that's yeah. why I have to come to Melbourne to go to of birth, course. deaths, and marriage. Okay. Isn't it fucking crazy yeah. that this like the stories are unravelled? But it's not even close to being yeah. anywhere near. Yeah. I was born in Mount Waverley, guys. Before you fucking ask, yeah. Jesus Christ! Not to make it about me, but it was Mount Waverley. Mount Waverley. Are, are you going to? Oh, hang on. One thing. Tell Josh about the shoulder, the fucking your your dad. So this is nuts. Okay. So he was. I always knew because I had this letter from um like the social worker, council worker, whatever, and mm-hmm. it, it's like here's some facts about your mum. She was this tall. She had blue eyes, and here's what she remembers about your dad. And and it said he was a lacrosse player. So I always grew up knowing he was like an athlete or something. And I said to him when I met, uh, why did you stop playing lacrosse? And he said, oh, for some reason, I just always had this dodgy left shoulder and I had to get surgeries. And he was sort of at that stage where he's like, I'm not that good. I'm getting surgeries. Like, I, I think I'm done here. And he shows me this scar on his left shoulder. And then I just piss myself laughing in the cafe because it's exactly the same as the scar I've oh, got wow. on my left shoulder. Exactly right the same. Here. same That's scar, crazy. So same that surgery. would be like genetic... Like or well, just or yeah, shit ass shoulders. So usually, yeah, <laughs> shitty shoulders. But usually, like when someone plays sport and dislocates their shoulder, like a football player, they get crunched in a tackle and it's like impact. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, of course you're going to break your shoulder. Yeah, but for yeah. me, and the same as him, as it turns out, it was just always a bit loose. Yeah. I played volleyball, a non-contact sport, so you just go up to hit, and one day it just you follow through and it kind of falls yeah, out. And, oh. and it's one of those ones where you go to hospital and you, and it's like, so what happened? And you're like, I just swung. How many the ball times and, have you dislocate? Did you dislocate your shoulder? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Fuck! I hate. I remember at the basketball stadium. It's gross. You'd be. You'd just say, yeah, so much it's pain. Like, and then it's just like someone's on the ground. It's like, oh, what's? It yeah. was like the biggest fear. The girl in the office next door, all of a sudden, knee ah! just was sitting down ah, to her oh. desk and yeah, just gross. Fuck. ambulance had to come. It's gross. Is she adopted? Take her down. No, she. <laughs> No, All adoptees are a bit. It's actually your mum. So um, yeah. So I've had three reconstructions, and thus the the scars on it. And I stopped playing volleyball for that reason. Imagine if the Daily Show on whatever it's Channel Seven were making these gags that we are. They would not get away with it. Do you reckon? They're too <laughs> soft. They no. Or like, would they get away with it publicly or like oh, with no, themselves? No, with you. They wouldn't have the balls to do it, nah. and they should. And that's why TV is dying. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Daily Show is taking over. Yeah. Um, so Daily yeah. Talk Show Thank you yeah. Daily, Daily Talk Show Dot com We've got the dot com Which is great Okay that is a nice um, touch But uh, So I just want to go back To the uh, So how How does your Adopted parents How did they end up with you So My mum and dad Got married When mum was 21 mm-hmm. um, Tried to have kids Unsuccessful IVF Twice mm-hmm. Unsuccessful Which Both financially And physically Is like a, a Big toll on people I hear um, I didn't know much about this and t- you probably found out mm. when I did Tommy when we did the interview with mum and um, so she was 33 when mm-hmm. she got me so you kind of go oh, okay but then you think about it shit that's 12 years trying to have kids and mum's like I just wanted to be a mum yeah. and so there was nothing wrong with her or dad per se they just, just didn't match or it just wasn't happening there was mm-hmm. no real reason and then mum submits the papers I think she said it was about two years. She mm. just didn't hear back. And then the phone rings and they're like, yep, he's 10 weeks old. Pick him up tonight, this afternoon. Fuck. Yeah. So mum has to call up work and go, oh, can I have maternity leave? And they go, oh, sure. When are you expecting? And she goes, oh, like as of today. Yeah. And they're like, but you're not pregnant. Okay, yeah. sure. And so just takes a year's maternity leave. Just not pregnant. Just see you later. Fuck. 
So and then maybe get a bit of mat leave yeah. if you want to go on a trip. <laughs> um, but yeah, a bit they of money said, back then as well. Yeah. So I think they came to see me that afternoon at the like in, I was. So you're in a hospital old. at this point, or uh, what it's they? like an like an orphanage or a okay. foster home type yeah. situation. And uh-huh. um, so I was ten weeks old. They came over, mm-hmm. like met me, and then it was like, go home, get the house ready. I'm coming over tomorrow morning. Obviously, I'm not. I didn't say I'm coming <laughs> no, over. No, he, he <laughs> came out talking. Yeah, yeah I'll like, be getting an Uber. And they go, what's that? And they go, oh, you'll I, understand yeah. in 25 have years. Have ice cream ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this kid from fucking Mooney Pond. Yeah, he's got attitude. Yeah. And has your parents' view on IVF? Have you spoken to them about it? And now that they've obviously gone down this path, do, would they have any recommendations for people who are struggling to, to have um, kids? I, not really. I, I haven't really asked that question. I guess it's like a, a personal thing and I think adoption is... I know when you say last resort, it sounds like it's a bad thing, but obviously mm. you try to have conceived naturally so I first. I wonder why that... Because like, IVF I find like interesting, right? It costs like a lot of fucking money. Yeah. There's like a bunch of kids who, for whatever circumstances don't have the support network that they would need. Mm. Like Bray and I have spoken about if we were to have kids, we would adopt just because it seems like there's enough fucking kids in the world yeah. but not, like, not enough mm. parents. Yeah. Well, when I was up for adoption in the state of Victoria and it's a whole other talk topic of like, you know, if kids from countries that are overpopulated and whatnot. But in Victoria, there were 2,000 couples who couldn't have kids and were wanting to adopt. So 2,000 mm-hmm. couples going, please, can we have a child? And there was myself and 15 other babies that year. So 16 kids mm. for 2,000 couples. Fact. So it's over. So there's. I've no idea what it is now, but that was in 87. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, you, you hear. You've guys seen Lion. Well, obviously, you haven't. I you actually have movies. seen Lion. Lion? The movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. About the, the one where he's hit the, the movie. Head. M-O-V-I-E? Movie? I have seen it. Yeah. I've, M-O-V-I-E. I was. Yeah, it's an Australian <laughs> film. And uh, basically, this guy gets lost in India and they send him to Tasmania and he grows up, you know, and he's like an Indian child. So that's like a whole new ball game of do you take a child out of their culture or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A bit different for me because I was. From out of Mooney Ponds yeah, to. Um, Mooney Ponds yeah. to Elf. I'm not the biggest of cultural changes <laughs> you wouldn't have thought. Yeah. <laughs> and what were. What do you remember when you were a kid? Yeah. Were there certain things that you would think where it's like, oh, I better be behaved because I'm fucking the adopter. Like, is there, are there any things that you think about yep. as an adopted kid, which I guess you naturally would anyway, yep. but can you like identify them now? Yeah. So I didn't really realize this was a thing probably until recently that I was always thought that my birth mum had given so given up so much for me she sacrificed mm-hmm. her body like mm-hmm. you, you it's probably understandable that they they like they feel guilt and there's like mm. all this bad stuff they go through and i always just thought uh, the least i can do is like live a great life so she thinks oh it was worth the trouble yeah um and so i guess that's like uh it turns out a lot of adoptees are like overachievers because yeah. they feel like they've got something to prove. Like in Steve Jobs. Was he adopted? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, seri- like a, I can't fuck it. I'm going to fuck it up if I say shit. But no, he was adopted. Yeah. yeah. So not that they would think this, but is it under... And I'm asking, I don't know. Mm. I haven't really talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. But is it understandable to think if someone did so much to give me a life, that would they be disappointed and go, I sacrificed all this and you turned out to be a dropkick? Like, yeah, well, I think that there's probably a heightened, like having parents, parents do that. Yeah. You've essentially like doubled the amount of parents you have. Yeah. So you've got like, you feel double the responsibility because you've fucking got the initial thing and then you've got like people who have 
then said it's almost like investors <laughs> you've yeah. got your yeah your initial investors it's, and then yeah. someone fucking invests in you again and yeah. you're feeling the pressure yeah. yep yep but um yeah super and so how much of it was it communicated when you were a kid like was it kept under wraps in school did you feel comfortable talking about it yeah i always felt comfortable talking about it but it just doesn't come up in conversation that much mm. um but you do like looking back notice that no one ever says so one of my best mates dave great volleyball player his brother mike is a great volleyball player and you see them play and you go oh, the parsons boys they've both got that right arm you know yeah. and they look like their dad who sort of plays the same way when he plays socially and stuff and there's like oh, like father like son or mm. or geez those parson boys they love that right arm down the line shot or whatever but you just never have that getting great visuals here by the way yeah. of the parson boys yeah, yeah. yeah the parson boys absolute rigs um <laughs> get them in here <laughs> um but you, you just don't have any of that and then you know when you see a baby and you you come around and you go oh it's got mum's eyes and yeah, it's got yeah. dad's nose yeah. and and like mum's white dad's white i'm a white guy but even mum says oh you, you just didn't look like a product of mine yeah and so people wouldn't come up in the street and say that sort of stuff which is not offensive but it just over the years you just notice that you don't have that chat from from recording those interviews with you and your mum um your adoptee mum adopted mum adopted mum yep what like I think we're like Josh's questions. I all thought those before, and then I was surprised that you. It's not like a movie for you where you're like, "What? I'm adopted." Yeah. Like I remember you telling it was like, you just work it out, and then it it's your life, and so it's well, you not, don't know any different. It's yeah. like if I said to you, "So Josh, when you decide to breathe in the morning, yeah, yeah," and you're like, "Oh, I've never even thought that I yeah. wake up and breathe. It just happens because that's what it is." Because I was convinced that you would have been oh, like, "There's my mum calling now. Should I put it on loudspeaker?" Yeah, yeah. Let's go. go for it. Hey, mum, you're live on a podcast. What? Uh, yes, the yeah. Daily Talk Show. You're on the Daily Talk Show, big in Japan. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you're on the <laughs> yeah. I've got you on loudspeaker. <laughs> I'm not really. You no. are. Is there anything <laughs> okay. you'd like to say to the people of Shepparton in Japan? <laughs> Shepparton in Japan? Our I just need audiences. to know where, where you are because I, I think I need the car just to deliver some flowers to someone. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I'll actually ask the guys. Guys, how long are you going to be here uh, for? Another 10 minutes. Another 10 minutes. Another 10 minutes and then I'll drive home from Collingwood to Altham. Okay. No, no drama. Um, just on the eastern. That's all right. right. I'll just see what time they close. I'll see you at home in... You don't have to hurry. I thought you might have been around. If you were to sum up adoption in three words, what would you say? <laughs> adoption in three words. Oh, used them up. See you, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> Good gear. Good gear. Have do you use do you use her much on the on the show? Um, sometimes because she like is a bit of a a, a rat bag and funny and, and loves to like sort of throw me under the bus, yeah. which I guess in commercial radio is just a one material. Yeah. Um, she's a legend. She's yeah, great. Yeah, she's really lovely, and um, she she was on the project talking about the adoption story the other day, and so, and I actually hate it because everyone watches the stories about me and mum and go, oh gee, how great's your mum? And I'm like, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> about me? Don't worry about her. It's my story. Let's um. Because I've been using um, your... So, we had a chat and it was around the audience that you have built but might not necessarily have been the audience you wanted to build. Not that you're... I don't think... You don't seem like you're annoyed about building it but tell us about from all of this stuff, what's happened? Yeah. So, prior to this, I work in commercial radio. Um, So, you make a couple of videos here and there to like extend the radio show, if you will. And then I, I found... Not a niche, but I just I personally like going and doing vox pops and talking to people on the streets. And then one time I decided to do it at 3 a.m. in the morning when everyone's blind out the front of nightclubs and ask their opinions on politics. And it went off, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "This is great!" And I was like, "Oh, this is fun!" And and 
I was in Canberra, so a lot of people in Canberra are like, I know that guy or they've got political opinions and stuff. And so the page is getting this little cult following in Canberra. And then suddenly um, you get 100,000 mums from middle America who are yeah. between the age of 45 and 60 invested in your story and they're like oh this is so great what's the next update and you're like oh no updates yet but um but here's a dick joke (laughs) here's a guy pinging off his brain talking about politics and they're like oh i don't this is a bit rude i don't i don't like this and then the people in canberra are like just tell us a dick joke (laughs) stop crying about your mum. and so (laughs) so now it's it's a bit weird like you're saying but your your, uh adopted mum's amazing get more of her (laughs) get her on yeah she's great um if only you could talk about the adoption at 3am with the piss yeah. people and just keep everyone happy at the same time that would be fantastic um, but it is weird when you get a big audience that you want to uh, respect and who are interested in your story but it, it might not be uh, well for instance if I say hey guys on my radio show tomorrow this is what we're talking about 98% of people on my Facebook page so 200,000 people go oh well we're not in Perth so we can't hear it so mm. we don't care so that's do you, tricky. Do you regret going publicly with any of this stuff or what's been the lessons? Um, well, I wouldn't regret it because it was literally people in the comments saying you should do an ancestry DNA test. So there's so many of those uh, tipping point moments mm-hmm. where you go, if I didn't post this video, I wouldn't have met uh, my birth father and mm-hmm. my half brothers. And like, so any, any kind of things that I go, oh, geez, I wish I didn't share that. You go, well, if you didn't share any of it, you would never have met any of them. So, Do you think there's truth in um, you don't choose your audience, your audience chooses you? It, and I know yep. it's like you're doing a building show. Obviously, you're choosing yep. the type of content mm-hmm. or a makeup show. Yep. But when you're just a personality or like an entertainer or even a filmmaker, yeah. it's like we could make some sort of film about race and then you become the race guy. Yeah. Have you got you guys read a little um, Austin? Cleon. You've had him on your podcast, Austin Cleon. Austin Cleon I interviewed. Yeah, yeah. I listened. I listened to that podcast oh, that you did. Thank I was you. that yeah. guy. He's yeah. fangirling. Yeah. He's fangirling on you, Josh. Perfect. Yeah, so Still like, I mean, that was. I did ten episodes of that podcast. It was, oh yes, yeah. yeah. yeah but, Josh speaking. But one of his things was a lot of people spend a lot of time going, "Who am I? What sort of stuff do I do? Who's my audience?" And then I think he wrote something with he goes, "If you just do the stuff that you're passionate about." Um, who you are will reveal itself in time mm, instead yeah. of trying to and I think we've even had chats mm. like that because uh, Tommy you were like well I used to be a PT but I don't want to be like that fitness guy anymore yeah, and yeah. Uh, do I do everyone's a travel blogger or a makeup person and a lot of people probably have that thought of oh what do I do what do I do and you just think well if you just do what comes naturally to you then mm. your people will find you well what I thought was interesting I was looking at uh, Christian Hull's video. I did a little video on Christian Hull a while ago yep. uh, who's a a success, what would you call a successful personality online does videos all that sort of thing and I was looking at the comments and one of the main comments which was a really nice thing to say but I think it, it sort of revealed what audiences are like which was don't ever change Christian don't ever change and I mm. thought that was interesting because as humans we naturally like progress and change yeah um, well he's it, a great actor and I think yeah. the risk of that is is that like obviously it's an extended version of himself but mm. people go oh do I have to keep being the flamboyant yeah. actor guy for people to like me and a lot of th- people have a lot of trouble with that yeah mm. and so I think yeah, a lot don't a lot of have too. a lot of good money out of it but a lot of people go oh I make jokes about myself being fat does that mean I can't lose weight now because yeah. then people won't like me anymore yeah um, I mean true. it's a minefield out there <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think I, it's even um, uh, Casey Neistat has talked about it too on his um, uh 
vlogs oh, and things like the that. The change and uh, how people get yeah, people are, are funny about change and they're um, yeah, people uh, you know the day that someone subscribes to you. They've almost cemented what they expect. Yeah. Uh, and that's really hard. So it's hard for the daily talk show. Um, if we were all of a sudden saying we're a gardening show or something like that, mm. might be a bit of a hard sell. But I think that this mm. authentic content, which is we're actually not niching, we're just talking about yeah. life, mm. then people are probably more willing to go on that journey. Yeah. Well, some of my bosses have said to me, and this was more radio, but it's like, if people who are subscribing to you are a similar age, they evolve as you do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I've turned 30 last year. And so am I still like taking pills and going to festivals like I'm 19? Not mm-hmm. really. Yeah. But if I people have followed me five years ago, we might have been partying together. And now I'm doing content about, oh shit, should I become a dad or should I not become a dad? Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to tell myself that the same people who were doing the late night stuff years ago, they've got older themselves and they're now going, oh shit, I've actually mm. got to start thinking about it. I'm having a kid. And you've, you've, you've got to evolve. You don't, I don't want to be that 48-year-old guy doing a night show talking true. about the whoever the five sauce is of the day. Like, oh, I think yeah. you've got to grow up with your audience. Yeah. yeah. And what was the what has, has it been like going to uh, Perth? How long have you been there for now? Uh, it was the end of last year, so I'm still mm-hmm. real new. So I've only okay. won two surveys in. Okay. So, uh, and a survey really, happens, what, ever, for people who don't know radio month every... Month and a half? Yeah, mm. I'm new to it as well. Yeah. I've never been rate or surveyed or rated as much as we are. But yeah. and so you're on billboards and stuff like that. Like describe yeah. what is it? What is it it's, like? Uh, it's weird. Buses, bus stops, taxis. It was the same like that in Canberra. It was a little yeah. bit embarrassing because my friends aren't uh, impressed by it. Mm. <laughs> like with our group of friends, I don't think any of them listen to commercial radio. And so it's not like I go home and go, oh, I get to be on the radio every day. Yeah, For yeah. me, it's like if you make some good content you're proud of, then it's a tick. And if mm. you make an awful show, then it's a cross. Yeah. There's no kind of, oh, well, at least I'm on a billboard because yeah, yeah. that's actually more embarrassing than it is anything else. So what do you think about then? Like what's a day-to-day for you? Like what's the the thing on, that's on, on your mind the most? Um, well, you guys being content guys understand that you uh, – you're only ever one second away from a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so you're always a little bit, you see something and go, oh, is there a video mm-hmm. on that? Or is there, is that a story about that? Or is it, so you're always a little bit on. Yeah. Um, but then I say to my mates who are tradies and digging and lifting heavy things, you, you're never actually physically working that hard either. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and what do you think of your audience? Like how do you position when you're in sort of a mainstream market yeah. you know, for, a, for a metro station, how do you position audience in your head? Um, well, See, I'm a bit like anti-commercial radio as much as that sounds. I think the audience is is a lot smarter than I think commercial radio stations give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to dumb things down. People, it doesn't have to be a boom tish or an obvious joke. People want to hear an interesting story. Mm. Um, And and what I didn't understand about my adoption story is one of the bosses was like, well, everyone's got a mum. It really relates to everyone. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have a twist or an angle. You just tell your story and people will think it's fascinating. And so for me, I'm like, if you're trying to make it interesting and give them credit and respect their intelligence, then you won't be the zinger, zinger, commercial <laughs> radio. Um, Do love a zinger, zinger though. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be the zinger, zinger yeah. guy, Josh. Mate, that would be my shtick. Uh, it's a yeah. daily talk show, everyone. We better let you go so you can get the car back to your mum so she can yeah. get the flowers before the shop closes. Yeah, thank you. I do appreciate that on behalf of how, mum. How good is the podcast though? Because you just were coming in for a catch up anyway well and I haven't been to the new since you've decorated this place and I was driving yeah. past and I thought I'll just come and say day. and uh, here we are episode number 65 65 bang 
on a Monday. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Daily Talk Show, everyone. Thank you, Ryan John, for joining us. No worries. You can send us an email, hi, at thedailytalkshow.com. Or We're just getting, um, this is just, you know, sorting the, the stuff out of stuff. End, you know, how to yep. do that stuff, and, right? Uh, yep. P.O. Box 400, <laughs> Abbotsford, Victoria, 3067. We have our own P.O. Box. Do you have yeah. to do credit lines? I'm getting in a lot no. of trouble at work for not doing credit oh, lines at the yeah, moment. Do, do, one, do a bonus now. What's a credit line that you have at the moment? Oh, here's one that I missed the other day that we're in a lot of trouble oh, for. perfect. Go and watch The Real Housewives of New York, now available on Hey You and Foxtel. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised I didn't say it on my show? <laughs> Bye, everyone.